I'm Christine Levine, and you're listening to Found Dead. My name is Bingo. My name is Chad. I found a body, and it was my good, good friend. They moved into our house, and it was the best time ever. Nobody knew she was doing dialysis like a motherfucker. From the dialysis, she got a blood infection. Today's episode, The Body of a Friend. Finding a dead body in the wild, as we've heard, can be upsetting and traumatic. And those are usually just strangers. But most people, if they're going to find a dead body, will find someone they know, a family member or a friend. I had a couple of friends of mine pass away almost 10 years ago. Nowhere Man and Whiskey Girl, Derek and Amy. Derek and Amy were a couple of Bisbee musicians who charmed their way into our group of friends. And Whiskey Girl got sick. She passed away and Nowhere Man joined her shortly thereafter. I wasn't living here at the time, so there were a lot of details that I wasn't aware of. I wanted to ask, but like I didn't want to be the person who asks. I guess I had to make the podcast to hear the full story from the people who were there. Bingo Bingaman and Chad Shank have also been my friends for a very long time, and I was introduced to Nowhere Man and Whiskey Girl through them. I sat down with them a week before Christmas last year to hear the whole tragic and beautiful story. Do you, either of you have any previous experience finding bodies? I was in high school in health careers class and we had field trips and I was on the field trip and the cadaver was... Why did you up. have a cadaver? Well, I don't know. I, was <laughs> in, I don't know. I was in health careers. It was like, you know, I, I wasn't in the fancy classes. I was in the lower classes, but I got into health careers. They had to crank up the dead body and they skinned them except for the fingertips and the fingernails. They had skin on the fingertips. And so they crank up the body, they flip the body over, and I was standing here, and the formaldehyde splashed all over me. Bad experience. Gross. Yeah, it was bad. So that the first time you ever saw a dead body? Definitely the first time, yeah. It was in high school. Chad, what about you? Have you found any or seen any? What was your experience? Well, when I was probably about 13, I didn't, like, find a body, but we were driving you know when you're driving down a highway and the highway's been cut through a mountain and so there's like mountains up the sides so the car like two cars in front of us went up the side of this mountain of that cutout and then rolled back down it and we saw it happen so we pulled over and i was like 13 or whatever and i wanted to help so i ran over there and apparently what happened was the driver fell asleep and the guy passenger was asleep in the back seat of this like little compact car and uh, when they rolled up, when they went up and rolled down on the way down, the guy in the back ejected out the back and the car rolled over the top of him. Oh, my God. So when I got there, he was laying on the back of the car and his chest was compressed to like two inches thick, maybe. Oh, that's not right. Like there, it looked so <laughs> bizarre. But his head, all of it had gone to his head. His head was like bigger than a basketball. It looked so fucking well. Like, I immediately when I ran over there, like, I just stopped. And I, I oh was my like, God. Like, the very first like thing. Like a lollipop? Like, the very first thing I was like, oh, that guy's dead. Oh There's my God. nothing I can do for that guy. And no. of course, he wasn't breathing or he wasn't doing anything. And 
So one of the guys, like by now, there's like four dudes that are all standing around, and everybody else is standing there. And one guy just takes like a a, a rug or something that had fallen out of the car and covers him up. Round or rectangular? It was like a rectangle, like a bathroom, like a bathroom oh, rug, wow. like a rectangle bathroom. So beautiful! Woven oh my rug. god! Great they just, indignant, like, not even a Persian. Just, no, it was just like, like garbage oh, that would fall out of your car after it fell. <laughs> you fucking forgot was, you know, in there. Mine would be a McDonald's wrap. Yeah, there's just shit strewn about after your car is flipped and somebody throws it over you because you're fucking gross to look at. <laughs> you make everybody throw up. And then what? And like another guy took offense to that and like uncovered him. What? He wanted us to help him. Oh, like, yeah. don't you know? What are you guys, doctors? You know? You don't know. You don't know. And my, like, and I was like, oh, that guy is fucking dead. Like, oh, you are God not helping. What are you gonna do? Squeeze his head and make it all go back in his chest? You probably could. Like that's not gonna happen. <laughs> I mean, no, like, like it would have gone bad. Like that would have happened if you wanted to. Yeah, but it's it. not gonna work, right? I mean, it's not gonna make it's him not gonna alive. go back to the right spots. <laughs> that guy or another guy, I don't remember. Uh, actually, did try to like push on this guy's chest. Uh huh. On his okay. chest. Yeah. And it, it did go. Uh, oh. And then I think even the the offended guy was okay. All right, go ahead and put the rug back over. <laughs> you guys got me. And All right, Doctor Chad Shank, I guess. So and and then the guy who was driving was trapped. So he just kept. What's where's my cousin? How's my cousin? And he couldn't He's get out. Rug. He couldn't get out at all, and he didn't know what was going on, and nobody wanted to tell him. You know, so you guys are uh, guys dead. But that was the first dead guy that I ever. Uh, that is amazing. And the only one I'll ever admit to. I just love the idea that. <laughs> The guy's just sitting there. Out. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> He's fine. Is it bad? No, it's great. Let's fast forward to we had friends of ours, Nowhere Man and Whiskey Girl. How did you first meet them, Bingo? Me and Stanhope have been here for 18 years, and I go out. He didn't go out much. And Nowhere Man and Whiskey Girl, for a long time, for years, they were my favorite band. Mm -hmm. I had never really talked to them, but Whiskey Girl would make eye contact and kind of give me a... Uh, hats off for a, a, a hello. Oh, sweet. And it was a, a she wore <laughs> cat ears all the time. <laughs> so you went the to their ears. shows. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, would, yeah. I would, okay. would go by myself. Wow. I would go to their shows. And um, I knew when they were playing downtown at the Copy Wayne. I knew when they were playing at the Saturday Market. And I told Stanhope about them, and he doesn't like me to talk about what I love, things I <laughs> love very much. So he about heard their name, but that's it. And it was just like, Bingo's talking again. She's talking <laughs> again. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, one time I was having a, I think, 33rd birthday or something. I don't remember, but Stanhope's so great. He... Kind of finagled a surprise for me and got this 
band, Norman and the Whiskey Girls, to learn the fucking wall and play in the fun house, our house, this for me on my birthday. Oh, wow. Like, the, my favorite, they were my favorite, and it was so fucking spectacular. Amy is Whiskey Girl. Derek is Nowhere Man. And me and Amy, well, we all, with Sam, I hit it off. Like, fucking incredible. We exchanged numbers. And we have a house that Sam kind of bought on accident. Because (laughs) we had some neighbors over. Was was it on eBay? No, kind of. No, he he had some neighbors over. And he was like, I'm going to make this dumb offer. And the next day he found out he sober. Oh. Oh. I bought a house. Oh, great. What are we going to do with a dumb fucking house? <laughs> so we're like, okay. And Noah Man and Oskiro were living in this kind of cool house that had a cactus and we had a cold storm and the cactus died. And me and Amy kind of connected because she had lupus and I have, I'm fucking crazy person. So we kind of connected about being a little bit sick in some ways. And their cat just died, and that kind of bummed them out. I talked to Stanhope, and I was like, Stan, we got this dumb house for no reason. Yeah. We didn't put Stan really like them. You like them. Come on. And Stan was so into it. He was just so cool about it. So they moved into our house, and it was like the best time ever. Oh ever, my God. ever. I had no idea how ever, met. I met. Ever, ever. All I know is that one day I showed up, and they were our friends. Just like what happened with but that. The shit. One day it was like Bingo goes, oh, here's our new people. And it just fit. It was just like, oh, they're family now. They're but just like, The yeah. thing is, Santa told me, and he was right in saying this. He's like, well, one thing we're never going to do. I mean, he probably said, I'm never going to buy a house drunk, but he did do that. Mm-hmm. He also said, we're never going to rent this out and be landlords. Well, we did do that. <laughs> and it was the best thing that ever happened to us because great. we were the fucking fuck lords. We were the worst. <laughs> it was the funnest thing ever. And we fucked with them hard and they fucked with us hard. And it was the funnest fucking thing ever. It was so happy. It was so wow. happy. They came to be not just our very close neighbors, but me and Amy. I mean, there's so much love there. Me and Amy were like, we have to go around the block, one block, to be together. Yeah. This is not going to work. So we said... There's a fence. There's a wall. Can we just bust in there? So there's a sneaky door. That's for me and Amy. Oh. That sneaky door is mine and Amy's sneaky door. So we didn't have to be. I'm sorry. I thought you guys put that in for fatty me. I thought (laughs) that's why. No, that's. I show up one day and and there's a. um, I was living in the little house and the back window. I can see everything that's cooked in that house's kitchen. Everything mm. that comes out of a drawer. And I watched like a hawk. And they were hippie girls people. And anything <laughs> hippie that came out of their kitchen, I never picked up my phone. They'd call me all the time. No, I'm watching Twilight. Get out of my fucking life. They cooked something real and I'm like, I'll be done for dinner. Thanks. I'm coming. I'm coming. Something real. And, and we had this, we had these secret codes we had all these secret codes because they knew we entertained all the time well set up entertain all the time and they knew i needed kind of getaways so they would always text me if we had people up at van dyke they're like we need a chicken pan 
bring down a chicken pan. We had so many codes. Right. So I would literally take down a pan from Van Dyke and tell, so everybody, every person at Van Dyke saw me taking a pan down so they think to you're Amy running and Derek. An They're cooking again. Yeah. They're cooking again. I got to take down a chicken pan, cooking a chicken. No, but so they had a half of Stanhope's pans. <laughs> went into the grape. <laughs> I'm serious. They're all <laughs> So there was but, a code to get you out of like social uh, yeah, situations yeah, that yeah. you just didn't want to fucking be They in. always checked up on me and That's I so checked sweet. up on me. We had the, mo- the loveliest motherfucking living situation with them wow. ever. Stanhope was ultimate harsh on Amy and her illness in the most gorgeous an uplifting of ways. He pulled her out of a shell. Mm -hmm. She started talking about her illness and he was just like, you're going to die. You're going to die. Hello, Thanksgiving. You ain't going to make it. You're going to die. Can I have my chicken pan back? (laughs) You know, he was that, but she, she talked to me about it all the time, but she started talking to him about it. That was a big motherfucking step. Just opening up. Big motherfucking step for her. To talk to him about it. Yeah, well, nobody goes to him for sympathy. No. You know what I mean? He's not like the guy we go to for, like, oh, I'm sick. But he is the one that will bring it out of you. And he will ask you in front of everybody. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, there's no bullshit about it. There's no hiding. The the living situation was the most fucking intense love ever. We'll be right back. Hi, Christine here. I just wanted to come in and say that if you have been enjoying our show, we'd love it if you would go to your podcast app of choice and leave us a five-star review and share our episodes on social media. It'll help new people find our show so that we can keep bringing you great stories of finding dead bodies. It's just the way everyone wants to start their Friday morning. And now back to the show. And Chad, so you get introduced to them probably in a similar way that I did. Yeah, same thing that you said. Just uh, well, they were already whenever I came over, they were already they were there, yeah, there. Yes. embedded. Yes, so I, that was say. the same thing. Like yeah. I, I still consider myself the new guy. That's all. Telling Stanhope the other day, I was like, it's so weird that I've already been friends with you guys for like ten years or longer. Yeah, and it's like I'm like, oh yeah, I guess. And it's I funny. Am. I guess I think the, you, yeah, like you are the new, the guy, new guy, sort but, of, but you're not. Yeah. Um, the you... newest who stuck around a long time, I guess. <laughs> I was allowed. Yeah. Didn't get the one-way ticket. Yeah, I haven't revolved out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, there's so many one one ticket one-way ticketers that just like mm. are allowed to hang out for a night, and yeah. then well, that didn't work out. That was unfortunate. <laughs> it's so funny, but it's not like you or any of us like make friends very easily or quickly. We seem like we might like. We're like five minute friends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're good maybe in a short moment for crowds or whatever. We like, hi, oh, oh, yes. And we might even remember their name, but we don't care. Yeah, yeah. And they think that we do. Even we can tell them we don't care, but they still just go, no, I know. Yeah, you well, don't care about them, but you like me. Yep. Okay, fine. Well, and, and it becomes apparent when, you know, we're we're pretty much fine not hanging out for months at a time. Sure. And then yeah. it, it's, you know, hey, and then it's like we're, you know, and then back to not hanging Family. out, you know, for yeah. months at a time. And, you know, that's fine. That's true. So, but it's hard for us to make, like, people, like, to get 
friends. So the fact that you made it 10 years is more. Yeah. So that's just incredible that they fit in. They just showed up and fit in so well. But that's how it goes. Like sometimes you just. I don't know what it is. And I didn't even want friends. No, that's what I'm saying. Right? I, I believe you. <laughs> no, I know you don't. <laughs> and I ended up with the best ones you could have. That's uh, So that's pretty cool. <laughs> Me too. I think I told Santa one time, I was like, you know, I'd really like you to meet my kids because they're still young enough if a quote-unquote accident <laughs> happened. We laugh now. Right. <laughs> and, I, and, I, well, and I killed one or something. Ha- you know what I mean? Or just one got thrown out the window or whatever. If Doug just would tell me which one was shit, I would know. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Because I know that he would know. He can tell which one's trash. <laughs> and now, I mean, now it's too late. Like, they're in their 30s, so I got it figured out. Don't worry. I was going to say, you, you know. I know which what one's is, the problem. What, I, <laughs> what, mm-hmm. I, when my kids were teenagers, I told my wife, I said, well, now's the time. I said, we have to uh, start a family business if we want our kids to be anything in life. And she right. said, why is that? And I said, because they're fucking morons. I, said, <laughs> I can tell you right now, all, every one of our kids is a fucking moron. Somehow, not one of them. We, we didn't make a single one of them. That, uh, no brainiac. Fucking idiot. And uh, I was right, 100%. <laughs> God, I think if, if I didn't leave my kids alone so much, they would have been real stupid. I think you just paid too much attention to them. That's what I Probably. think. Yeah, you just like cared too Toddled much. Them a little bit yep. more. Mm-hmm. That's what it does. If you just let them go on their own and do free range, that was my style. I did that a little bit though. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out. Doesn't work. Did the old John way. Wayne throw them in the river and then you just kind of go, oh shit. <laughs> Yeah, that one doesn't swim. It doesn't work all the time. (laughs) I love hearing this backstory, too, because I I just didn't know. Like I said, like they just showed up to me one time and then I love them. And then that was hard not to those two. Yeah, Yeah, they were amazing. So then um, I remember uh, I show up for one. I think it was a Super Bowl party. Mm -hmm. And Amy and I were talking about we were writing a parody song. We just started, like, it was an idea we had. We're like, oh, let's write a parody song, and then we'll sing it. Like, she would play, and I, you know, with my terrible voice, and we were going to get, like, you, and you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a little girl's choir or whatever, (laughs) and sing this little cute song about, like, to Doug or whatever, and about what we were experiencing, you know, just all of us being friends, and it was stupid, I guess. We just, and we, I still have the emails of like our first, so like our sweet. messages back and forth and like the beginning of that. So that I kind of got to know her better or through that. I think, yeah, it was like Super Bowl or something. I don't know when she passed away exactly, but that was probably the last time that I saw her and f- Derek physically. Okay. And then I remember <clears throat> hearing a podcast where she was sick. Mm. And then someone. After that, I listen to the podcast. She's sick. She's in the hospital. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And then someone texted me, I'm so sorry about your friend. <laughs> and I was just. <clears throat> to rewind just a second. Yeah. That bitch. <laughs> Let's see. Derek knew, of course. I knew, of course. There may be a handful of other people knew. Yeah. Nobody knew. Like how sick she was, you mean? Nobody knew. She was doing dialysis like a motherfucker every week. 
three days a week for three hours a time. Oh my God. She was oh, very no sick. No. She was very sick. And you do know one thing, when you saw her playing like a mofo, oh, she yeah. had bands on her arms with the stripes, like tights. You oh know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that, yeah. Why she did that. We, oh. we would cut up our tights. Yeah. She would wear those on her arm because she had wicked holes in her arm because the dialysis needles are, are so big right. that what they do actually when you go in they pick the scabs off and put the needles no. back in the holes shut the fuck so, up so it's pretty oh gruesome God. and she would cover it up so you never saw her without her band you never saw her with all this, that, that shit but um, I thought she was being quirky like everybody else in well, Busy. She, was, she had but cat she ears was, and shit. I'm like, okay. Whatever, she was a honey. motherfucker. She, as an individual, my mom is right under her. My wow. Mom is right under her. But that bitch is the strongest individual I have ever met in my life. Yeah, I had no idea she was going through Nobody that. knew. She hid it from memory. And when she was really sick, I would get in the van with Amy and Derek, and she would do her Wednesdays. Derek wasn't playing with her on the Wednesdays, but she would do her Wednesdays. We'd set up the suitcase right. and everything for her, and she'd just kill. But she was very... I mean, she wasn't sick. Right. She might have been weak, but she wasn't sick. But she was not doing well. But she was so strong. I, I don't know how to put it. She, she, wow. was, she was a fucking fighter, maybe. That's crazy, because she didn't but talk a lot knew. about it. You're right. No, she nobody never knew. talked about it. We talked, like, I really opened up with my dumb head stuff, and she really opened up with her stuff, mm-hmm. but she never, you would have never known. Hi, Christine here. I wanted to come in for a moment and thank all of our listeners who have left five-star reviews for our show on Apple Podcasts. Here's one my producer gave me to read. This podcast is advanced group therapy in case you ever unexpectedly encounter a dead body. I am a Christine Levine fan, so I am biased to enjoy this, but the subject matter is fascinating and darkly entertaining. What? That's so nice. (laughs) I mean, it's true. (laughs) That's what I thought. This is weird as shit. Thank you so much to that friend for your review. You too can leave us a five-star review and we just might read it on a future episode. And now back to the show. She was sick for a while. For a long time. For, for a, a long, long time. For a while, yeah. And she was on dialysis. And then this last time she went into the hospital mm-hmm. and she was there for a few days. From the dialysis, she got a blood infection. An infection. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what she went to Tucson for. Oh my God. The, that yeah. all makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I honestly didn't really understand the ins and outs of it. I just I didn't much either. I mean, I had all the updates, but I didn't I didn't know. uh, Yeah, you know. Yeah, because you get that just gaping hole, and then you have an autoimmune disease like lupus. So yeah, you're gonna fucking get an infection. Oh my god! Now I'm angry. Like, why? (laughs) How did that happen? She was in the hospital. She's in Tucson. And Derek's there, and I come up, and we, we, me and Derek finagle away to get her out on the grass in a wheelchair, we, just us, without yeah. the doctors. And he's got a guitar. 
I have a pill bottle of my own for some reason. I was just a psych my <laughs> dumb pill bottle. <clears throat> and there were seeds on the grass for some reason, some tree. And I put one in there with my lithium. <laughs> I still have it in with my lithium. And I don't touch that bottle. But it's the last time I was with Amy, and we sang songs, all three of us, me and Derek and Amy, and we sang songs on the grass. Wow. And that's the last time I saw her. Yeah, it was it was fucking beautiful. That's... Fucking wow. beautiful. We all I but, love and that. you know what? Derek was singing too, and that motherfucker didn't <laughs> sing very much. <laughs> it was it was awesome. She that did not make beautiful. the um blood infection. She did not make did it. Did not beat it. When Derek called me, he had to tell them to let her go. She had a seizure. She was foaming at the mouth. It was a it was a, it was not good. And right. He did make the call to say let her go at that point. He yeah. didn't want to put her through no, anymore. No, no, no. And and he probably knew her wishes at this he point. He definitely too, did. So. He definitely did. Her family was here. Derek was up there. They were all there. Yes. And he calls me away. and I get a very quick because I'm a little frantic. He he just says quickly, Amy passed. And he's very calm, actually. Mm-hmm. He just said, Amy passed. I'm not so calm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, okay. And Stanhope is packing the motherfucking car right now. Because him and Chaley and the crew and me, we're going to go. And I'm right. like, fuck up. Well, I'm, that's right. You guys were going on... Yeah. Oh my God. So I'm already, my bags wow. are packed. I'm not putting them in the car. Stand up is putting shit in the, like, we're ready to move. And I'm like, okay, so I'm a little bit panicked. Derek is not panicking. And I said, okay, but I am going to come up, of course. Right. And he just calmly says no to me. And he says, I need you to be at home. I need to come up home i need you to be there and i'm like what do i need to do yeah and he just said be at home i'm going to come home i'm going to take a shower i'm going to come to you and that was it so he yeah leaves tucson yeah she's still of course she's still in tucson yeah she's still dead she didn't come back to life no (laughs) still dead didn't come back to life didn't just wake up and be like what the fuck you guys where's my armband where's my stripes get my stripes on yeah oh my god did anybody call you about amy i don't know this you didn't know i i i am in a bubble stanhope is kind of what he always does for me in tragedy that motherfucker is not only the best, but he's the guy you need. Mm-hmm. Period. I agree. Yeah. But he engineers the whole everything and he does it perfectly. At, at least for me. The, mm-hmm. the way he does it for me. It's flawless. Yeah. So he gets a hold of and without me asking for anything, because I don't know what I need or where I need to be or what. Or who I need to call. I know nothing because I'm mentally ill patient here trying to, you know. Right. And he just takes care of everything, whatever he's doing, which he did. They go, they're packing. Yeah. And they move to the road and I wait for Derek to come home, which is what happens that day. Yeah. Right, right. Derek takes shower, comes up. He t- he brings like two or three, maybe three beers. I don't know. That's it. I mean, I don't 
know what's typical. I don't have any idea, but I mean, we're used to living in our family, Derek, Amy, me, right. Stan. So there's going to be a lot of laughter. There's going to be a lot of tears and something as fucked up as this. So that's what happened. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of tears right. with me and Derek. And there was a lot of laughter. You guys had a good talk. We had, it was fucking magical. It was, he connected um, with our cat, Meatwig, and talked to it. And then he went on the top of the funhouse by himself and then asked me to come up. So I joined him and he was talking to Amy in the sky. And it was really beautiful because it was just, it was like, I mean, he definitely was not talking to me, but I was witnessing this. Right. And it was just like, Amy, I'm so happy. It was all, all so positive. It's like, you're not hurting anymore. You're not in mm-hmm. pain. Your body is not in pain. I'm so happy. So it was like fucking positivity. Did he seem okay? He, he seemed, seemed sound. He seemed wow. sound. He seemed sound. And then he went into another mode where it was how much Amy loved me. And he tried to tell me in about from A to Z how much she loved me. And I had to stop him like, Derek, you think I don't know? Are you crazy? Are you what? Are you? Yeah. Are you crazy? You know, I absolutely know because he kept saying it. He really wanted you to know. I'm like, you know, I know. You know, I know. And then he went on A to Z on how much he loved me. Oh my god! And so that yeah, made me close. Oh, a sneaky motherfucker! I know. What a I know. sneaky! Oh, and I, I, and this now is when you can see it. Now this you is go, when go. I would be like, okay, maybe hand me the. F- anyway, it went and it went to the point where wow. you just lost your wife, and I'm telling you to shut the fuck up. I know. Mm-hmm. I did. I did say that, but I said it in a totally joking way totally <laughs> totally shut yeah. the fuck up Derek I know you love me it was yeah. like that it was like that and then we went back down into Van Dyke he told me that he didn't know how to deal with anyone I mean anyone he told me that after Amy died after she had died in his arms he had told his mother that she was getting better and she was having surgery in a couple of weeks. Oh, my God. After she was dead. And I knew that. He told me that. And then me and Derek had this idea, but we didn't put two and two together. Uh-huh. Like, this could be a bad idea. We didn't, we didn't think things. It's one of those things that sounds good at the time. No, well, we uh, didn't think things okay. all the way through. Uh-huh. So me and Derek put together, oh, Stanhope, he could be really helpful right now. And really he was, but there was one missing link. Derek was like, the absolute last thing I want to do is deal with anyone. Get Stanhope to write something that Amy died on Facebook. And I'm going to give him all of Amy's login information and Derek begs me to call Stanhope to put something on Facebook to say she died. To make it just a blanket To make it okay, but to tell everybody so he didn't have to do it. One by one is a nightmare. No, right. no. So I was like, 
I talked to Derek. I was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. This is not my call. I think everything sounds like a great idea and everything sounds like a horrible idea. Do you really want to do this? And he was so hell-bent on yeah. getting Stamp to announce that she was dead. So we, as Makes a sense team, to me, though. Yeah. Well, me that and was Derek your guys' relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That me and Derek, yeah. it definitely, Chad, it definitely was. And me and Derek, for fuck's sake, were a team at this point mm-hmm. trying to get through the night. We went through, Derek doesn't know how to say it. He doesn't want to say it. He doesn't want to have anything to do with it. Right. Can you make it funny? Can you do anything? And Sam was like, yeah, I can fucking do this. Yeah, it's like and expertise at this point. Sam went way yeah. out of his way to help his fucking friend. Yes, of course. Yeah. Sam was trying to help his friend, and Derek was like begging me for Sam to do this for hours. Wow. You know, so Sam took the information, Amy's, all of Amy's information, and Sam did it. Right. And when it came up, I was with Derek. We were sitting side by side when Sam did that. And Derek was like so relieved, so fucking relieved because it was a little, it was like, it was like kissed. She's dead. A little harsh of a funny twist. Yeah. It was perfectly beautiful for Derek. I, like, I, I remember the I post. It was Stan like, hi, I didn't make it. I think Sam <laughs> had like, eh, Derek in mind more than anybody, really. Yeah, really. Yeah. So Derek was thrilled for hours. Every half hour, we check on comments, and then we're like, "This is not the good idea." When stupid comments came in mm-hmm. that were angry, to, to so read we them. stopped that. So we stopped looking at the comments. Oh, I did see but, some angry ones. Yeah, I remember Derek people was, going, "Don't Derek, say that. Why would you? Well, who's doing this?" Derek was thrilled, thrilled. Even after seeing a couple of angry things, he didn't want to see anything more, but he was thrilled with what yeah. Sam did. And um, then we're on to the next chapter. We've talked about Gallo's sense of humor on the show before, but I think it's pretty clear the love we all still have for Derek and Amy. A lot of people are familiar with the story of Nowhere Man and Whiskey Girl, so don't Google it if you don't know. But I thought it was important to give you the backstory and context so that you can fully understand what's about to happen. It's sad and it's tragic and beautiful in its way. And we'll hear all about it next week in our season finale, The Body Next Door. Mama's little baby loves shortening, shortening. Mama's little baby loves shortening bread. I'm gonna die tonight Here's my goodbye tonight I'm gonna die tonight In my bed Mama doesn't care I'll fill this chamber with anger and lead I'm gonna put this bullet in my head Found Dead is a Levine Entertainment production This show is produced and edited by Nora Williams. Our logo is by Nora Williams, based on a design by Chris Levine. Our theme music is Autumn Sunset by Jason Shaw. The interview you heard today was edited for length and clarity. This episode also featured the song Anger and Lead by Bingo Bingaman.
summer's little baby love, shortening breath. 